everyone, and welcome to another episode of Zing This. You got me, Zinger. And you got me, Ready Player Two. I thought you were going to make it. Oh, I, I should have. You I should have. You ruined it, but it kind of might be sounding like we're copying our friends over at a Secret Level. So we, yeah. we'll, we'll refrain, but I'm not going to refrain. I'm going to say I'm Ready Player Two, Eric. But we're ready to do some reading, which I don't think they do over at Secret <laughs> Levels. <laughs> um, we, have, we have done some reading. We have done some watching. So today's discussion is kind of, I guess, the overall movie and a little bit of the book. This isn't going to be a super big compare and contrast, per se. Yeah, but it's, it's, I feel like it's just kind of talking about it. and I'm sure it's going to come up inevitably. But it, it, it We're is, talking it Ready Player One. Yes, we are talking Ready Player One. Um, and we'll do a quick... I'm saying quick, and we're pointing at each other for yes. this one because <laughs> we have been um, off, 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 Mike obsessed with with Pokemon. Recently. Yes, we're still playing. Uh, if you've not uh, heard last week's episode, it's just gotten worse since then. Well, folks. two weeks ago now because it will be two weeks. Oh, that's right. We're gonna give you that's an update, right. but this update will not just be from Sunday to Thursday of uh, out of dateness. This will be two weeks out of yes, date because yes, that's right. Last week, the book and TV series discussion of Good Omens with the great Phil Rude is something your he ears is a pretty were, great guy is something your ears were of then so as of right now we are going to start with the ready player one discussion and kind of give a quick once again quick update we could probably do another episode but that will come in time when like the um homes available and stuff like that yeah we have more more stuff and you said there's possibility that they're going to be adding more pokemon yeah there's there's data mine seems to show spoilers sorry about that but seems to show there's at least probably three dozen pokemon uh more coming our way so so we'll see all right we'll see so ready player one ready player one so you sir i'm going to start with you all right introduce this through the movie or through the book first so i was introduced through the audiobook uh back in 2011 so it's actually been eight years since i first read slash listened to it I, i had a commute about 45 minutes to work at the time and I got into audiobooks, and someone really suggested it. And then uh, they were like, oh, yeah, this, this, there's this book that's uh, really cool. It's Ready Player One. It's like, got all this nerdy, geeky stuff. And I was like, okay, sounds good. And so I, had, I got the audiobook through Audible. And uh, Will Wheaton, the, 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 I was going to say the late, great Will Wheaton, but no, he's, he, he's very much still with us. He's very much so, still with sorry, us. Sorry, Will. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, so Will Wheaton uh, narrates. And I remember immediately going, this is awesome. And it was one of those where I was taking the long way home from work to and for i would leave early and then i would take the long way home uh because i loved it so much i was like i must keep listening to this it's it's so good that was my introduction to it my introduction to it was through um of course the movie okay i i i had heard the book and everything um there was a lot of discussion where i worked at the time about it because i think I was i was very torn with this movie and i think if you go back in some of the older podcasts i I, I was very torn in the fact of, I love Steven Spielberg. I love the premise of this, but I'm like, I feel like this is just going to be, hey, look at this, the movie. Right. And it kind of was. It was, but at the same time, that's that's what the book is, is, hey, look at this in your mind's eye, the book. <laughs> reference the book. I mean, we, you can't make reference the yeah. movie if you're making it off of reference the book. Um, but I will say, in terms of the movie, like, I honestly do not think there's another director who could have done it justice there was a rumor that um 
um, uh, Darren Aronofsky was going to do it at one point, I believe. And I was like, that would not, I don't see that happen. I'm pretty sure it was Aronofsky who was going to do it. I was like, uh, I don't see that happening. But I feel like I heard a couple other names of directors. I'm like, I just don't see it. But then when it was Spielberg, the only other one I could maybe see is Zemeckis. But I was about to say, but there's so much references to his stuff in it anyway that, um, I feel like I'm like I could maybe see him doing it, but I feel like Spielberg was the the good choice to turn such a such a, a work that's filled with so many references into a, a a movie, and then slowly putting some of his own references into it as well. Um, so my thing with it was between recently reading the book finally mm. or audio booking it as as the same, and yeah. I, I do I did enjoy that that version of it and everything. And the movie of it, they are different yet the same. Right. I kind of similarized this to his um, Jurassic Park. The book, same characters. A lot of the same characters, a lot of the same situations. Yeah, little, but, little but, differences but, here but, and there, but then... But different. Yeah. Same thing with Ready Player sure. One. They both work in their own mediums. Yeah, and, and you kind of have to do... And it's with any sort of book-to-movie adaptation, you have to make concessions. You have to... Um, you have to do things that work cinematically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the things uh, is like the three the three trials are different in each. And by the way, like I said, it's been eight years. So if I get if I'm forgetting names or I get a, a reference wrong or something like that, it's out of my mind. I did I did I saw the movie when it was in the theaters, but in terms of the actual book itself, I it's been eight years at least since I've seen it. So anyway, um, the trials are different between the book. And the movies, and the movie, and the thing is, like the first, uh, the first trial in the book, he, it's him playing against a lich, uh, a game of joust, and I'm like, that would have been super boring. I'm sure it could have been done, but it would have been super boring. But the fact that it was that race, uh, where you have like King Kong, and it's all these people in these yeah. famous vehicles racing, that to me is like a super cool. Like that to me is much more cinematic and much more exciting. And I'm glad he decided to to switch that up. Um, what was the second trial in the book? I always forget what it was. So what? Okay, the way it goes is there's a trial to get the key, and then the key unlocks a gate, right. and then in the gate there's a another sort of thing you have to do. Right. So that's a difference between the book and the movie. They just the went movie is just forward, you yeah. just get the key, yeah, and everything. Well, in the book, I mean, the book, of course, he has the. Um, he finds that like there, there's riddles and stuff that like, right. includes just like in the movie, yeah. but these ones are are kind of like sewn in there. They're they're not like I, because I'm sorry in the movie I do feel like some of the riddles were like no one put that together. Right. It's it, it, <laughs> I remember even before the movie came out, people were like, yeah, like like it's really gonna go five years and no one figured it out. That someone someone like leaks a blurred screenshot and within two minutes. <laughs> It's been unblurred, and everyone knows exactly what it is. Like you can't tell me. It took them five years to figure out what it is. So, so the, um, the the thing with me for this is there have been plenty of times I've forgotten what buttons to push in a game. Sure, like I haven't played in a while. I how does someone not accidentally have a car in reverse and just fly backwards? People do that all the time. I I remember as a kid playing Mario Kart, I would go backwards just for fun. And also, as somebody who played Halo, Halo 3 back in the day, and mm-hmm. Halo 2 and all that, there's so many people I know that would sit there and see if you could glitch into certain areas. Yep. Like, that would just jump in one direction and do something. Yep. So, for the, we, we, okay, 
we are being overly critical. We are being very of this. critical right now for something that I very much love. Yes, for for something we both really enjoy, we are being overly critical. So I guess since it's the start of December, this is sort of vaguely a little bit of Festivus coming out now, which. I have a bunch of grievances. <laughs> yes. Uh, the second part of it was him having to do the um, the reenactment of the War Games movie. Film, That's which, it. Which, That's it. Which, here's going to be a fun game I want to play through all of this for both the movie and the book. Is this a reference you get? Does the, Is War Games a reference you get? Yes. You've seen War Games? Yes. It's Never been a while, it. but yes, I've seen it. Never seen it. I, I understand, like... The cultural significance of it and like the references sure, made. Sure. Never seen it though. So right. I was kind of like sitting there for this part of it going, cool. Right. Awesome. N- right. No, I remember. And again, when he was he was describing it, I was like, yes, I, I got it. But it's not like, it's not one of those movies I've sat and watched like a million times before. Whereas in the movie, they're reenacting The Shining, which is such a much more, like, I feel like it's something that a lot more people know. And even though it's older than War Games, uh, I feel that's, like that's for the second key. Yes, but wait, what was the? Was that not the second key in the? See again, like I said, I'm completely the, forgetting. I'll get to what the book second okay, key was okay. after we talk about the second key in the movie. Okay. Yes. So, so yes, it was. It was there reenacting. Uh, um, uh, and I just said the name of it, uh, The Shining. Shining. Yes, uh, and it was so cool the way they recreated it. Like I, that was such a nice visual thing, and I was like, that was definitely not in the book, but I'm so glad they they uh, they did this. I, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm a big Stephen King fan. Yeah, I'm, I'm indifferent. I understand the significance of The Shining, and um, I know somebody like Zach from uh, the Cinemonides and Knights of Vader would appreciate the fact that um, I know Doctor Sleep is something that's controversial with some people. Right. I feel like this is a better shot-for-shot shot remake. I know that's not a remake, <laughs> but I know that's what they were going for, apparently, with Doctor Sleep. So um, take that. Uh, I guess Spielberg just wanted to do Kubrick for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I I liked that. I liked how the pages were coming off, and that was their little, like, right. timer and everything. Um, the, the stuff being out of place from, like, the movie where where Holiday was actually in there and everything. That was really cool. And, of course, the, the, the step not taken, the dance and everything. Right. It, it, was, it was really cool the way they wove it into. But that's the thing with Spielberg is... Spielberg likes to write stuff to where it's a ton, it's, it's a group of plucky kids going right. and saving the day. I'm I'm wearing a Goonies shirt today yeah. too, so I'm like, I, I know not directed by him, but still, it's 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 the same premise of of that. So um, so yeah, so that's that that's something that was in the movie, but whereas in the book, the second key was um, it was the the text adventure Zork. Oh yeah, and uh, they had to find it in a Captain Crunch. Like there was, a, there was like a ton of. Once again, this book is references the book. If there you just if you made it like its original thing and took out references, it would be like three pages. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> no, I mean it'd be more than that, but it is a book built upon references, references. for sure. So that's right. And see again, I don't think that would have worked as cinematically nice as I don't know reenacting the scenes from from uh, The Shining. Yes. Yeah, so so it's Zork. It's which is a text-based game, and of course he's played it a ton. Like that's 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 the other thing. Wade in the book talks a lot about how you know being a gunter over the five years. Like he's played a ton of these games. He's watched a ton of these movies. Like they basically, it seems like all he does is research and just do a ton of stuff around holiday and go to school. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, and that's basically it too. Because I mean, it's. It seems like everyone in the world—that's where you go to—is 
I mean, everyone. The Oasis. The Oasis. I mean, you're, you, he went to school in the Oasis. That's how people go on vacation mm-hmm. is through the Oasis. And, I mean, it's how they – it's their escape. It's a, it's a pretty crappy world they're in. Which you don't – I mean, you get some description of the world, but not much. Yeah, it just sounds like it's been sort of a – not like one biggest night, like, oh, there was a great big war. Or there was – oh, there was this. It was just kind of a general this and that. Let it, it was a, a collapse, and there was just – the world has never been able to recover from it, so – this one, uh, this this outlet is what everyone has, no matter what your age is. So another important thing in the movie, there was the part where he's at the holiday journals, where he gets the he gets the coin from right. the curator, who turns out to be Simon Pegg. Right. Um. Once again, another thing where I was watching, I, I love Simon Pegg to death, but there's some stuff recently that I have to sit there and be like, wait, is that Simon Pegg? Because <laughs> one is either heavily make up or I haven't realized he's aged so much. Right. This was one of them. Because there's a part in the movie in the beginning where you sort of see him up there talking, and it's like, wait, was that Simon Pegg? And then the other one was the Boys series. Cause right. He's, I could tell it's him, but he's trying to do a American accent so much that it's like, this is him, right? Right. So, so he gets a coin from him for being right about something, and that's an extra life that comes into play right. later. In the book, he... That I do a, remember is the, the Pac-Man, because he thought it was the third challenge third challenge and yes. it wasn't but he got that quarter which was i remember it was talking about it was stuck in his inventory and he couldn't get it out yep it was stuck in his inventory and it was also glued to the um it was stuck to the arcade cabinet right and you could you couldn't be moved and everything in in the oasis and that's the other thing that that's something that the the movie didn't have much of was the callbacks and all the nostalgia for arcade cabinets right and because he goes to like one of the planets and it's like a a lot of the different like places in it are modeled after arcades that people grew up knowing and everything and, right like, putting the coin beside the, the beside call, the, thing call the like, next game yeah yeah so so that so that was the the whole thing he plays a perfect game of pac-man and they go through every description like what oh, happens yeah. and everything the kill screens and like yep. he memorized the maps and the the off-screen parts of the map where yep. it was glitched and everything like that yeah, great detail and it, it, it really is but yeah. he goes through all that before he does this challenge and then he's able to get the next key the jade key and then the then there's of course a riddle to figure out that one too once again, like I said, it's cool in the in the book because there's the duel. You get the key, but then you need to find the door for the key. And this is the Blade Runner, where they have to go to the um, the the one. It's the one machine that that they can tell if you're a um, a replicant or not. Yeah. So I guess for quick references, uh, Zork the game, something that rings a bell with is that a hit or miss for you? For again, it was one of those like I was I'm familiar. I've never played it, but I mean I'm, I remember. I've heard about it talking about like text-based adventures and stuff like that. Uh, same here, Captain Crunch. Mouth scrapingly delicious. I actually do like Captain Crunch. It's been years since I've had it, but I love it because it's sweet, but it's also got a little bit of saltiness to it to counter that sweetness. It's I tasty. Don't know the um, the whistle reference though. Like cause there's a whistle oh. that, that had like that you got in it. I'm like that was before that my was, time. I, that that exact that was before my time. I I'm sure it was a back in the days when toys uh, came in cereal boxes. That was probably a a thing you could get. I'm sure. So he has to do the um, the thing that in Blade Runner that's the whole like find out if you're a machine. But when he looks in the thing, he goes into the Black Tiger game. Right. The arcade, the first-person shooter, but but it's from a first-person shooter perspective right. as opposed to that. So that's how he gets that key. 
And and there there's, there's a point in the book where everything sort of starts rushing along. Yeah, it very absolutely, and it's just like it's like it felt like he spent a lot of time building. Uh, Ernest Klein spent a lot of time building up, and then all of a sudden it's just like whoa, breakneck speed. So another difference between the movie and the book is the book takes place over about a year. Well, the main story of it takes place over a year. There's parts where he's like flashes back and talks about the past and everything. Sure. But the main events of the book are over a year. Uh, the movie seems to take place like over maybe I I'm gonna say a month. I was gonna say month at yeah hops month 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 at least. But they have the they have the same like premise of it's been five years since this has started. Here's sure. the you know no one's figured it out and everything. But that's the thing in this it spreads it out more and there's of course sure. a lot more of the people are still the same people which we'll we'll get to talking right. about some of the characters. Well then I mean then you start getting into the differences like where in the book Wade got himself captured that is interesting specifically is... to infiltrate whereas um art what was artemis. what it was was that her actual name i can't remember what her name uh give me a second i have but artemis like she ended up getting she didn't do it on purpose right in the movie like didn't she actually get kidnapped she and then, actually got kidnapped that's right and the then raids. she worked her way out from the Samantha. inside while the way well, it's right i always remember artemis but i couldn't remember her actual name See, that, but she ends thing. up fighting from the inside out while the battle's going on to kind of yeah yeah that that is the thing in the book they don't really go by their like names yeah they just go by their parzival and samantha and h and stuff like that and um there's also og og the rating power yep um and then there's h even though it's okay this is weird because in the book it's in the book and in the movie it's it's pronounced h but it's spelled a c c h Uh, yeah like it's the phonetic uh h yeah and then there's dido and shoto which they were very interesting in the book, and I feel underutilized in the movie. Yeah, I was going to say, in the book, it was like the one got killed. Like, one, he got killed when they were trying to kill him off, but then they both survived and were just kind of like, let's put these two Asian characters in the movie to do it. it so. And, I mean, the, once again, both mediums work. Having somebody die like the way they did in the book, because how they kill him in the book is they pull him out of his... Yeah. Like while he's in the... They um, pull him out and throw him... Didn't they, like, throw him over the side of the building or something yep. like that? They yeah. They throw him over the side of the building, and since he, uh, the kind of person he was of being in the Oasis all the time, no one looked into it as a murder. They just looked into right. it as someone who committed suicide because they couldn't take the real world That's anymore. That's right. And, like, the, that, that the... Like I said, it delves into that a little bit in the books here and there, and it talks about it because, like, Wade even points out in the books... And this is interesting, because Wade even points out in the books that... Like, why do you need the real world anymore? Sure. He, he at one point, um, like, just gets so... Like, he doesn't cook or anything at one point. All the food can be ordered for him. Uh, there is a really cool thing, though, to where he enables his um, his Oasis device to not do anything until he does a workout. And That's right. it tracks everything he eats and does. It's like, here's enough to sustain yourself, but then yeah. you would get this workout. Or but you, then the you, workout then helps you lose weight or whatever. The workout adjusts to compensate for him eating different stuff and sure. everything. Since everything he gets is ordered through the right. the Oasis and through the internet. Ba- basically, what what is the internet and everything. So that's kind of interesting. So he gets in shape. Also, um, in the movie, he gets the running pad thing. Right. That's also in the book, too, that, that he has to actually run and move and stuff sure. like that. And he gets the suit that's actually has, like, if you get hit or something, you feel it and everything. It's it's interesting. So just last month, um, and I guess by the time this goes up, it'll be have been, like, two months. But Nintendo just released Ring Fit Adventure for yes. the Switch, which actually does that. Like, it's, it, is a, it is a legitimate 
action RPG and you have to run in place. And then when you go to do, it's a turn-based RPG, but when you are in <laughs> battles, like you have to do squats and stuff like that. And it, it, it's funny to say this, but it gives me so much appreciation for the characters that I forced. You think about a video game, unless you have to sneak, you're always, you just hit the stick forward. And, or, or if it's a joypad, like when it was a Mario game, it's a Mario, like a side scroller. I'm always holding down the, uh, the a button to run. And you're like thinking, man, I make those characters run and jump and do this shit all the time. And then all of a sudden, I'm having to do like some squats to defeat this enemy, and I'm like <laughs> dripping sweat all over my living room, and I'm like, okay, I get it now. So, I mean, but that's exactly what that. It's almost like the start of that. Like you have to actually do this stuff. It's not just like hit some buttons, or even where it was like with the Wii motes. It's like move the waggle the Wii mode around. Like you're actually <laughs> doing things that are translating into the game. So, so now for the for the uh, quintessential, does this resonate with you, Black Tiger? No video game. Definitely no, not, not, no. Not, not, not nothing. 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 All right. Nothing with Black uh, Tiger. Or as it's known in Japan, and this is pointed out in the book too, Black Dragon. It's true. So. Oh yeah, that resonates. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, so that, that That's what you're trying. No. <laughs> yeah, not 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 something I I had like ever heard of or whatever. Uh, Blade Runner. Oh yeah, I love Blade Runner. Blade Runner's great. Um, which here, here's a can of worms we can open. Oh, which God, version? The one, the, the, the original or the director's cut where it, there where it is, tells you okay. that Deckard is a... There is the... Uh, it's only listing three on here. The original, the director's cut, and the final cut are the three that it's listing here for me. Um, I can't remember which one. Whatever one, because whatever one leaves it vague as to whether Deckard is um, a replicant or not. I'm going to see if I can find out which I one I want to say it was the... I feel like the first... I feel like the I mean the original straight up leaves it like that, and I want to say the director's cut maybe did, but the final cut made it much more obvious that he was a replicant. I actually never saw the new the new one, the sequel. I've not either. Um, so I guess I should rip off a bandaid now and get yelled at by ah! people. Um, so for anyone who wants to get on me about not watching a movie or not giving it the proper amount of respect. This is, this is, I understand that there was the whole Mad Max controversy that went on for a while. Here's your next one, uh, Blade Runner. I have seen it. I just was not, I, I thought it was going to be something completely different. I was like, Harrison <laughs> Ford, robots, this is going to be shooting out and cool, <laughs> like, action <laughs> stuff. Oh, it's yeah, like, it's, no, it is it's not fun. a, uh, yeah, if you go in expecting that, you're going to be disappointed. I, I, I was, I was like, I understand that this has significance, but it's not significant to me because I completely misread what this was right. going to be. So I would love to go back and try this again. And I, I, like I said, know a lot of the references, know a lot of the stuff. Sure, sure. But as for the, like, me being on board for it, that doesn't exist because I wasn't on board because I thought it was going to be something completely different. Right. Um, basically, I guess kind of the same thing as the people who trick their girlfriends into going to go see Deadpool. Because right. they're like, oh, it's a romantic, it's a romantic <laughs> movie. And it's like, not, you're not wrong. <laughs> But <laughs> technically is the best kind of right. Yes. Yes. You're you're technically correct. The best kind of correct. Um I I'm trying to like I said, it's got like just all the different little things, but it doesn't like because I know that Decker, there's there's the he's a replicant, he's not. There's different versions that kind of heavy or play in sure, that. So sure. you, you can ask Harrison Ford and he'll just get angry at you. Hey there, say, hey, uh, yeah, you know, I just uh Hey, I, I, I don't know, you know. This plane's going down. <laughs> <laughs> we really need to stop interviewing him when he's flying planes. That's true. So, um, 
I I I understand like like the Terrell building, all that stuff. I got it. I was like, cool. Yep. I, I know what the, I know the building it's referencing. I know the machine. It's just not like a like if that was presented to me, I would have never gotten it. Right. I would have been sitting there like, what? <laughs> and you know, I think it's the kind where you're gonna get. I mean, there are probably some people who are disassociated enough from nerd culture that they probably would maybe get one or two. But I mean, I feel like if it, the kind of people who would be interested in Ready Player One, you're going to get enough references that even if there's a bunch you don't get, you're going to get the references that you do. And I think you're going to enjoy them for that. Like, I, other than Ernest Klein himself, I there's probably people out there who don't get every single reference. Like, both of my parents read Ready Player One, and they both loved it because there were references in there that they got, but... Um, they certainly weren't like getting some like the anime references, but because they were in their twenties slash thirties and the eighties, they got a lot of like the musical references and stuff like that. That's and that and that's that's the next one. There's the um the twenty eleven. I mean twenty one twelve. Rush. All right. That. I'm like I understand Rush the band. Sure. Cool. Great. I put, um, once again, I, I feel I'm slowly losing people. It's Saturday I, night. I've got a bottle of Chess yes. and my All Rush mixtape. That is the extent of my Rush knowledge is that quote from Futurama and everything. And once again, there there's a perfect, like, Ready Player One joke reference and everything. Like, that. that is the kind of stuff that's in the book if you read it. It's yeah. something like exactly that. It's like everything he is saying or talking about is super 80s. Which is we, which I always found weird in the book because the book, and then the movie, it's like pop culture and everything kind of either died or reset back to the eighties at right. one point, and it's just kind of it's it's just weird. And but that's the thing with doing these retro futuristic things is also if you have a world like this, stuff can't really expand if there's no way for it to. Right. Since culture is basically stunted. It's stunted, yeah. Um, um, as for the movie. Oh wait, we're we're caught up with the we're we're both of them are sitting at the same place right right, now. right. Um, so then you get to the final we're at the final battle at this point right in both yes in both and I mean and and again it's been a while I know that they had all the mechs and stuff like well that. they they wait they got the final key which right. was the rush they got the final right. key but the, getting through the final gate and everything yeah. was where they got stuck yeah in the book in the movie. They both take place. It's Castle Doom or something, I or Ca- Planet Planet Doom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, wait, yeah. I actually got the thing pulled up. Let me just go down in the plot because it it's different. It's Planet Doom, and it's them playing um, Doom. the 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 Atari twenty six hundred, and they're trying to right. And in the movie, they're trying to figure out what game it is and what. And they keep falling through the ice. Yeah. Uh, in the book, it's um, Anorak's Castle, which I. Th- think is actually named castle anorak and um there's a force field around it of course very similar to the book sure. and to the movie and they are trying to get through a door because there's a door and they ever like sorrento the, the the sixers all have a ton of key like yeah. they, they they basically were able to farm keys and farm the stuff so they were able to get all this stuff but they can't get past it and this goes on for a while well Wade in the book, as as you said earlier, gets himself purposely. This, this is weird because it also kind of has something to do with hacker culture, but it's like, I guess like the most watered down version of it. Right. He makes a fake per- person, that's him, so that he can escape after they think they've killed him. He then takes that fake person, 
puts him into debt by just basically telling them that he's in debt. He right. doesn't actually spend any of the money. He just fictionally adjusts his credit rating right. to put him into debt with with IOI. He gets captured, goes in, has like all these like hacker things to where he can get into their mainframe and everything. Right. It was like this- it was like the regular monitor with like his daily schedule or something like that. Yeah. He's able to like hack into their system that way. Yes, and he does all this stuff to where it's like he has to do this, and, and he like memorized all the numbers to be able to access it. Yeah. So it's 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 a really cool thing, but yeah. it's kind of like a okay what <laughs> right so he does all that he also like it's pointed out that he has he's like i gotta do one more thing and he sends a like request because it's pointed out in the book several times that he can like do a request in the oasis that physically manifest like something physical would happen there. right and you can do it vice versa you can physically you can request something in the physical world that will appear of course in there and that sets up of course how they take down the shield in the book where he has a little droid Basically drive through everything, right. and blow up, uh, right right beside the wizard caster instead of um, her learning uh, Artemis learning the the deactivation code and right there there, um, so that's that's that, that's an interesting difference there. It gives her more something to do as a as a heroine in the book. Sure, I mean sorry in the in movie, the movie yeah in the movie. As for him, it's just something he just kind of goes and does for I think about a week. Yeah, it's about a week mm. of time he's he's with them and everything to basically kind of just move forward to see what they have and everything and to see what's going on because since they're blockaded themselves, no one can figure it out. And, of course, the key to everything is friendship and um, Treehouse Rock? Wait, not no, Schoolhouse Rock. Rock. (laughs) Schoolhouse Rock. It's it's like a three-word thing that's like they keep on trying to figure it out, but you have to reverse it. And that's in the book. course in the movie it's playing adventure they, they go through all the atari games and it's adventure and it's not beating a game it's finding the the easter egg perhaps the real easter egg is the friends we met along the way <laughs> oh, oh, this is this is two weeks ago now for anyone listening to this but um for our friday night smash game that we do for that that we play on with the for the secret levels discord and all that stuff uh, there was a lot of quotes that came out of that night, <laughs> and the only one that's safe for the, the podcast, one, <laughs> and the only one that is safe for podcasting consumption, and uh, for this particular one, is I was playing Pokemon the entire night because I was like, oh, I'm just gonna go play Pokemon and breed and do all this other stuff, and you guys are playing Smash, and the jokes that kept on being like. You just kept on throwing that. Um, perhaps blank, for perhaps the real blank is the friends <laughs> we met along the way, which is. From something, and I'm I'm already blanking on what it's actually from, but it's like it's just it's fun to take that and just make so, it. So like he a reference. seriously did that so many times that <laughs> night, and like I said, there are so many other jokes that we can make from that night, but none of them are. Um, I, I would have to change the rating of this podcast. Yes, yes, you but would. they were. Oh man, good night. Anyways, so yes, the friendship made along the way is what gets them into the final challenge and everything. But of course, the catalyst. In the movie, and the book wipes everyone out. Right. The coin he got was the cool thing that was enabling him to come back and everything. And he was able to, both in the book and the movie, be able to go through. Though in the book, he has to do a... There's a multiple tier of this, and it is a a perfect game of um, Tempest. Right. Well, no, it's beat the high score on Tempest, which takes him a while. And there's another thing there where it's like a, um, 
you have to die at this point with this score and you get like 47 lives right. or something. I'm like, is this all real? Right. I, I, he's very I, well researched. Like a lot of the, like this stuff is legit. Like when he talks about in the book, like Pac-Man and the yeah. kill screen and all that stuff, like people have mapped it out so they can continue it. Uh, and like they're going in completely blind and basically going off of like, all right, I need to move Pac-Man here, then here, then here. Like it's, crazy like he did Ernest Klein did his research very well for this and there is some like some of those intricate things like that are they're, they're legit they, they totally happened or so, are a thing so then after that the next challenge is a word-for-word reenactment of the Monty Python movie um the Holy Grail yeah and that's just got like a little bits of stuff there it's just a kind of build tension everything but it is pointed out that Holiday was somebody who um like, really did not like people to not get, like, pop culture references right. and stuff and everything. <laughs> like, it's pointed out in the book that he'd fire people for not getting a reference. But right. then, of course, his um his partner would just hire them back. Right. And he, <laughs> he wouldn't even notice half the time. Yeah. So, because um, he was very much, it was pointed out that he was very much in his own world. Yeah. And it, it, also in the world of the Oasis, too. Um, and then the final part is, of course, the finding the Easter egg and adventure after he goes into this room where it's full of um, every console, every computer, all of this stuff, everything. And he finds the Easter egg and adventure. And that, of course, in both gets him to the end. In the movie, it basically ends with him becoming Anorak, becoming right. Holiday's avatar and having, like, everything. And um, basically taking over the company. And having the option to, of course, turn off the Oasis if he feels like it. Because it's kind of pointed out by Holiday that, hey, the real adventure's out there. Right. Um, on the And then, of course, he meets Sam and they, right. of course, in, kiss and everything. In the movie, it's set up as the group of them go and they all get right. done. And, and there's times put on stuff and it's more of a happy-go-lucky Didn't thing. in the... In, I know this was in the movie and I can't remember if it was in the book. Didn't he say in the... I know in the movie he said... That there was like a day of the week that they didn't have the Oasis on or something like that. It's that not, wasn't in the book, was it? I remember anything. seeing that in the movie, and my it wasn't even like something I thought of. I go, well, yeah, that's nice for you. You got your hot girlfriend, and you can you can sit there and make okay. out with her because that was okay. the seat the shot they showed. Where and it's like, what about the rest of the people in this shitty world you described? Where it, that that is like their only escape. If like you're gonna cut it off, I mean, I get that's the. Maybe the point is they need to get out and experience the real world, but at the same time, it's like, what about these people who don't have it as good as you? And it's like all of a sudden you're forcing them to face reality. <laughs> all right, I, I need to. There, there's there's one thing I need to point out with that. I, I need I need just for us to reel back a second. You said hot girlfriend. Okay, you mean put quotation fingers because she had that horrifying. Oh yes, the horrifying uh, port wine, Margot. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah it's... <laughs> Here's this gorgeous girl with this little red mark on her face, and it's like they're it... making it seem like she's she's like I'm really embarrassed of like a gargoyle. And it's like no, not by, by the way, not for us to make fun of anyone. With oh no, not at anything. all. It's just the way they do it in the movie is very over the top. It's very in the book, over it's, the it's top. It's actually sure. there, there too, but in the book, it's you visualizing it, right? Whereas in the movie, it's yeah, the way the way it's described in the book, they make it more as if it's like something to like she's legitimately embarrassed by it, and it sounds like in the in that world it might be a little more noticeable or embarrassing for her. Um, but yeah, in the in the book in the movie, it was very much like downplay, like oh come on. <laughs> so I want to point out a few things that were in the book. Now I'm not going to go beat by beat, but there's some stuff we skipped over, which we're going to kind of now reel back to since we get went over the plot. Um, and then we'll get to that. I guess we'll finish with the characters. 
sort of. Yeah. Kind of. I guess. I guess our themes and everything yeah. from it. Um, there is a part where Mecha Godzilla. Yes. Is in both mediums. Yes. The Sorrento has him in both mediums. Yep. Which is the, awesome. As a big Godzilla fan, when I heard that in the book, I'm like, that's freaking awesome that there is a Gundam versus Mecha Godzilla fight. Like, freaking A, man. So, here's the. Th- now, of course, in the movie, there is, the, of course, he has the Godzilla during the he whole He has Mecha Godzilla, but it looks nothing like Mecha Godzilla. It's vague. Okay, as it's somebody, a robotic dinosaur. It is not Mecha Godzilla. There's not one version of Mecha Godzilla that looks like that. As somebody who is not a diehard um, Godzilla fan, my response to that is it looks enough like it. I mean, it was cool. It was cool seeing these these mechs fighting a giant robotic dinosaur and like visually, like it was cool. But I'm like, that's not Mecha Godzilla. It would been as a big Godzilla fan, it would have been much cooler if they could have gotten one of the actual Toho, Mecha Godzillas. Oh, yeah. yeah, from Toho. Um, so he of course fights the one of the gun the like original Gundam right. that falls out of the out of Serenity the fire the ship from Firefly because that that was one of those references when I was watching me I'm like wait that ship looks familiar and right I was like, oh which he actually does have that ship in the book too so right there's another once again this book is pop culture nerd references it, the book very it, much it is this guy might as well have been writing for uh, Big Bang Theory because Big Bang Theory I feel Ew. sometimes is just. Nerd references the show. You know, oh my gosh. As someone who very much dislikes <laughs> Big Bang Theory. Oh my gosh, you may have just made me hate this book. <laughs> I'm kidding, I don't hate the book. But yes, that's because, you know what, I never really put those kind of two comparisons together. But the things that I love Ready Player One for are the things I hate the Big Bang Theory for. I think the best thing you can do if if you ever find the time is go on the internet and look up on YouTube <laughs> Big Bang without, without the, the laugh, laugh track. track and it's just like ooh this is it's awkward. just it's it's just the most awkward things in the world and as somebody who's nerdy I'm still like Ugh. Not, like I said Big Bang Theory had its run that's great they did a great job everyone clap I didn't watch after a certain point but <laughs> there's a clip before we, we're off topic already but there's a there's a clip online where this guy's watching big bang and it was like today's battle will be for the fate of doctor who's tardis on the field of thundercats yeah. versus such and such and he pauses it and he just screams and goes what what the f- why is this so why was that funny you just named a bunch of shit and then he unpauses it and it's the I've laugh track and he goes why and it just cuts off mid-screen <laughs> i've seen that <laughs> And then I mean, it was like you get a follow for me. <laughs> Perfect. Um, in the one well, movie, <laughs> but we digress. Of co- it's of course the Gundam from I think the original series. I know I'm wrong. And on that. Uh, and the Iron Giant. And the Iron which Giant, which is super cool. Which is really cool. It was really cool seeing Mechagodzilla, quote unquote, Mechagodzilla fighting a Gundam in the Iron Giant. Like that was cool. That was freaking cool. Now on the flip side, in the book. The reason they that he has Mechagodzilla in the book, and they they actually all have different robots, is from doing, um, I believe it's the Rust cha- uh, after the Rust. Yeah, they, they get like they a get... selection. Of all these, ma- and he's like, na- like he names one of the Avas. Yeah, I specifically remember that because I was like, because that's my favorite. Oh no, he um, one of the Avas is one of the ones that Sorrento. Has. Oh, that's Sorrento's right. Got, that's right. Yes, because they have the cats that form Voltron. Yes. Uh, they have an Ava. There's something else mentioned, but they said it didn't matter they, because once Godzilla got out of there. And they were saying one of the ones, and wait a minute, maybe this was in the movie? No, I, did, I know at least in the book they mentioned um, from the Japanese live-action Spider-Man. That was his. The, the Leopardon was yes. in, was, was, did he, he picked that one, didn't he? He picked that's Leopardon. That's right, that's right. 
And he had to do all, and it's pointed out in the book, they has to do all the nerdy. The, the nerdy, the X to actually call it out. To, yes. Yeah. Um, Artemis picked Minerva X, which is from uh, some Gundam, some, some giant robot series. I'm sorry for my lack of knowledge on some of this <laughs> stuff. Um, then there was also Archie's Gundam and Shoto's um, from Brave redeen which is something to where I, I i know it had a bow oh okay it's that it has a bow and like a star for a head oh yeah okay yeah actually, I, I, I was like as, I'm like, as I'm soon as you said that i was like oh yes i actually i've never watched it but i know exactly what mech you're talking about yeah yeah so so they all got those and of course sorrento had mecha godzilla mecha godzilla which there's an epic battle with those two and everything and it basically comes down to the only way they beat them is Earlier in the book, like, there, there's also callbacks to the book, too, because there's a lot of callbacks to stuff. They did a, um, on one of the planets you could do, like, because the Oasis, you can do anything. And one of the things you could do is, like, a, like, quest where you basically go through TV shows right. and like do quests in the shows. And one of them they did was for Ultraman. Yeah. And they were able to become Ultraman for, like, three minutes or something. Which is, like, what I think actually in Ultraman... Like what he could do, like he could, he was Ultraman, but he could grow big for like a certain amount. It was only like a certain amount of time, and I think that let him do it. Yes, for that same amount of time from the show. Now, in the book, of course, this was previously used by um, Shoto and Daito because they 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 did that quest with them. But that's also when Shoto died was during that part because like Ultraman apparently in this in the Oasis is like the ultimate weapon, right? Too because he's like pretty unstoppable, but. That's that's what of course Parzival uses to get the upper hand on Godzilla and everything. They use the three keys and get in. In the movie, of course, it's the they blow up the head. Um, also, another person that we haven't mentioned that's in the book. I mean, in the movie a lot more than he's in the book is um is I just clicked out of the wrong thing is uh, T J Miller's character. In he's he's the guy with the skull for the. Oh yeah, was he? Was he in? He's in the book. Was he? It's, again, it's but been it's so not, long that I uh, I forgot. I was like, was his character actually in the in the book? Or in, his or was character it? is in the book, but it's not the same. Iraq. He's just somebody who goes to school with H, in gotcha. in in the Oasis, and he's kind of the one that leaks. He's kind of the one that gets uh, IOI's attention, right? Turned to the school planet because he points out that they are both students that go to that school planet right and of course they kind of very quickly put together that the first keys there so he's more um as something from the movie as sort of the lackey to the bad guy since all the bad guys that sorrento has his disposal are just nameless faceless robots right big quotation fingers so so that so there's another difference, but him in the book, him in the movie is just sort of he, he is he's just the lackey. That's just somebody who's played the game way too much, and um, he's kind of the polar opposite to what H is. He's like because he has a ton of stuff, he can get anything. H in the right movie and the book is is pretty much kind of the same character to an extent. It's um, someone. It's a, of course in a um, African-American female who is masking herself. In the book, it's more pointed out that since the Oasis came, it helped her It helped her mother kind of grow as a, you know. Right. No one looked at her that way. Like, she was able to get so much more work done because people didn't make pre-assumptions to it. And there's sure. a, there, there's a, um, there's a um, racial kind of thing explained there. But then it's backpedaled by the fact that H 
in the real world is also um, a lesbian as well, and her mother did not like her being that, so she kind of was left out on her own by that and kind of made her living playing, being one of the top people in the Oasis for shooting. So I think that was something that was super interesting in the book that the movie I don't think could have done because the timing and where it would have been put would have taken a lot of steam out of the movie and derailed it. One thing that's interesting, the actress who played H Mm -hmm. in the movie. Yes. So she, and I'm blanking on her name completely, she was in the first thing i remember seeing her and she's actually been in a lot of stuff in the past couple years but uh the netflix series hey it's her netflix reference ah, um, uh, master it. of none the aziz ansari show yeah and she plays a lesbian black woman and apparent and there's an episode where it talks about how that is a very like it's about her growing up through the years and coming to terms with this and how it was very hard for her mother to deal with so it's very much mirrored in that it's like now that she plays this character, it was like very much mirrored in that how like it was like over the course of the years you see how her mother can't come to grips with that and uh, and then eventually does come around. But it's it's a, it's an interesting kind of comparison how she's this character in this as in the Master of None and then she's kind of playing this character who goes through the same thing uh, in in Ready Player One. Uh, I I've never I've seen like I think one or two episodes of it, so I probably need to maybe get on that. But according to this, according to what I saw here, Master of None season two, episode eight, Thanksgiving. Yes, that, it was the Thanksgiving episode. Uh, she also co-wrote with it. Is, is, is Interesting. What's her so, name? Um, it is. I'm going to have you pronounce it because I will butcher. Oh, gosh. It. So it is. Ow. Ow. Oh, Lena. Lena Waith. Yep. Yeah. So, Sorry for everyone who was screaming into the thing. Go get Lena Waith. Um, yeah, but no, she has a very, um, very nice, um, now I was about to say, I keep on wondering, is, I, film, filmography is the word I'm looking for, right. but I was going to say the book version, I just forgot that, now that I was bibliography. saying. bibliography. Yes, I was like, she has a really good bibliography, that's not the right term. Um, but no, I mean, this is, this is something that, like, was really cool in the book, it's briefly touched on in the, and I mean touched on, it's just that. His Parswell's best friend, um, Wade's best friend, this whole time is somebody from the Oasis who is ne- is, is isn't somebody that he would have ever known it was because her her character in the book is a um, Caucasian male. Yeah. In the sh- movie, it's like a cyborg. Yeah, kind of a humanoid, thing. but not quite. Yeah, very that, very exaggerated features. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing is in the book when he refers to um, her in the real world, he refer- he uses the she and her pronouns, but in the Oasis world, he says that he will he. continue to use he and him because that's sure how he distinguishes. And he said that she just kind of just is like okay, cool, yeah, with that. So that that that, that is interesting. I mean, for this book to have come out in um, twenty eleven. I know that these issues have become more prominent as time goes on, but I'm I'm gonna say it's not super ahead of its time, but it's definitely something that really still holds relevance. Oh, at, at more so than ever today. Yeah, I mean, even though it's like eight years later, it still holds very much relevance now. Yeah. With with that being, I think something that's very interesting. I'm glad they stuck to some of it in the movie. Like I said, I think the only reason they didn't go deeper into it is because the movie has to cut stuff for time, and that is something that would have been. 
as much as I would hate to, I must have loved to have it in. It would have derailed in the moment. Oh yeah, it would have had to come in. Alone. And 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 again, that's kind of going to that whole like adaptation thing. Like, yeah. you gain this visual element, but you lose so much of the sort of explanation or backstory, or it's kind of like brushed on. So like, I mean, and that's the thing. You know, you can't spend if you translated a book to a movie, it'd be like you know days long. So you kind of have to take it as you as you get it so yeah it's one of those things where they couldn't really spend that much time but i'm glad they took the time in the book to do it i i, I mean like in a in a book you can sit there and somebody has something happen to them and they can go into their mind for like a chat two chapters right it can be taking place in a moment but then in the book it's like or in the movie adaptation or tv show it's gonna be like Rink. you have to you have to do it quick yeah so overall the i like the book to an extent the reason I give me a second, I we we actually did vaguely discuss some of our opinions before uh, we were a little, pre, a little pre-talk. <laughs> yeah, we we actually did a little bit of pre-talk while we were playing Pokemon. So give me a second. Um, I really like the book, but it is references the book, and I it, have made that made that joke in absolutely. Here a few times. That that's my only thing, and there are so many references that flew over my head. Um. It's not referenced in the book, but the um, the Buckaroo Banzai. I have no I've, clue. I've never seen Buckaroo Okay, Banzai. cool. I, I've never like, seen I have Banzai. no clue to that reference. Yeah, at all. I'm, I know what it is. I think it's been. I think it's been on my Netflix list. If it's even still on Netflix, but it's been on there because I'm like, I want to watch this at some point. I just never have. But that, that, that's something to where it's like references from the movie. I can kind of get a little more on board on. That, that was just why I point out because I, we point out some sure, of the book ones. Sure. Uh, the book, it's great, but. I love the 80s. I only like certain aspects of it. So I was missing, like, the music and stuff like that. Like, my love for the 80s is, like, 80s metal and, like, really cheesy, like, people who have hair on top of hair. Right. Sort of stuff. And it's kind of more of the humor factor than, like, it being, like, this was awesome. It's right. kind of more, like, this was awesome. Yeah. Well, and it was like I was telling you, the the thing that I never thought about when I was listening to it, the yes. audiobook, was the it's told in first person. And he's explaining a lot of this, like, well, here's why the Oasis is like this. Well, here's what's going on in the world. Well, you see, when you join the Oasis, it's just for, wasn't it a quarter? That was like your subscri- that, your lifetime subscription or something like that. That was, was like a quarter. Yeah. Yes. Like, he's explaining all this stuff. And then when you think about it, you're like, wait a second. Who is Wade writing this to? Because everyone in the world is going to know how half of this stuff is or works. And it's like, and you don't, and I don't, you don't think about that when you're reading it. You're like, oh, you're, you're getting explained this, you know, he's, he's building Ernest Klein through, through Wade is building this world for you. But then when you think about it, you're like, had this been in third person, it would have been like, okay, well, this makes sense. This is just the, this disembodied narrator telling you about the world. But when it's Wade, it's like, is he who is he writing it for someone who's been in a coma? Is he writing it towards the past? Is it just a suspension of disbelief and just don't think too much into it kind of thing? So, because yeah, some of the things it's like people like if like if someone was writing about you know that going on today, it's like well you see I was on the internet. The internet was this thing where you could go online and you could and it's like yes I know like that's the equivalent of what he's doing is if someone today was writing a book about cybersecurity and they spent half a chapter going on explaining the internet. It's like everyone knows what the internet is. Like it's it's kind of how he explains the oasis if you were reading it in the book after all the events happened so i i I agree with you and on the there is a point in the book where i know that he's in like a like a class like like a holiday studies class and that's and that that, that, that's the other thing that's kind of weird in both the book and the movie right james holiday who's somebody who is not like 
from what it was expressed in both, he's not somebody who liked attention or liked... Um, he just wanted to bring, like, the joy that he had to people. Right. But he was not somebody who liked being the center of attention, so it's just funny how afterwards he's got... He did the whole, you know, egg hunt and everything, and on top of that, they're teaching, like, his, like, life story to classes and stuff. So that was one that I know that they were talking about his, um... His, his like, he was in a class and everything, and he was just kind of, like... This teacher was explaining something. He was, like, mentally through the means of the storytelling, explaining it better to himself as it went. So that was kind of something where they utilized there. But, yes, it is weird. But, of course, we are... If you're yelling at us, we know we're being super nitpicky here. Super nitpicky. I know. They're just trying to tell a story. And we had fun with this story. But we just wanted to kind of reel it back a tiny bit. Not right. too much. Just enough, though. Yeah. Um, uh... Parswell is a character in the book. Um, kind of somebody who's like, I. He's played very much the same in the movie, but the only thing is in the book, he is a lot more unhealthy and then gets healthier through it. So that's like a character growth thing there. Yeah, like he's um, like he's he looks like a teen model in yeah. in the in the movie. So yeah, it, it says that, that, that he gets in really good shape, and there's also the point that's pointed out that he does not have any hair on his body. Later on, right. because there is a lot of... There, there's one point where he's describing like his daily habits, like he does every day before he gets on the Oasis and everything, when he's like, that, that, that when that's all he's doing. Right. And um, he, like, when he takes a shower, he, like, uses something that basically removes all the hair because, one, he doesn't feel like dealing with it, and two... His suit, the, the suit that he wears, it works better when it can be against right. the skin like that and everything. So... It's, it's I completely just, forgot about all of that. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 there was like an almost an entire chapter yeah. where he talked about right. his oh my his apartment and everything. Yeah, and like described like his daily routine. It was like basically descriptions of a ton of fictional stuff. Right, and then that's when he, of course explained about how he got how he you know he was forcing him to get in shape, how he got all of his food delivered, how like there's cameras and monitoring stuff that he has in there that's connected to his computer. That's like that how it's that's how it tracks what he's right. eating and stuff because it will scan the barcode. As he's eating it, and if he orders any food, it automatically takes that as... Right. So I'm like, that's kind of interesting and cool. Kind of sad, because he describes his apartment, and basically the only thing that's in it is his Oasis chair. I don't even... I think the shower's just, like, in the corner of the room. Right. I, think I don't even like think that, it's, like, yeah. a separate room, because they point out that the place he's living is, like, an old hotel room. Because they no one needs hotels, because no one really travels. Yeah. Um, and then his only articles of clothing are like, he said that in a closet is like his clothes he came in there like almost a year ago. And then the other two, and he has two of the suits that basically, right. when he's not wearing one, the other one's in the process of being cleaned. So. And it's interesting thing about how much time, not just him, but like everyone spends in that when, you know, we'll play, you know, we're at someone's house playing PSVR. Yeah. And after like 10 minutes, everyone's like, oh, shit. Yeah, I've got a migraine. Ah, yep. oh, the pain. And it's like, man, these people just live their lives like that. I mean, I'm sure the technology has been improved decades from now, but it's like one of those things where, like, I mean, I, I like, I love playing PSVR or whatever, but then, like, I play for more than 30 minutes, and all of a sudden I'm just like, oh, my God, my, my eyes are going to explode. That. Um, so another thing I wanted to point out is the references from this are mainly from the 80s, more of the arcade side of of nostalgia kind of has a little bit of um home consoles yeah but there is a distinct lack of both in in both mediums of nintendo right 
and kind of Sony too. Uh, any thoughts on that? Eh, I just feel like it was whatever. Maybe his personal preference. Okay. I mean, so, I feel I, like in the Oasis it all exists, but <laughs> but it's just in, it just so happens in these tellings of it just because of actual rights and stuff like that. I'm sure there was probably some. There were mentions of Nintendo in the book, just a very few minor passing ones. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in the in the um, in the movie, it was pretty much non-existent. So uh, I know that Halo, the the Master Chief, the Master Chief outfit or Spartan outfits were used. A yeah, bit. Uh, I'm trying to not sit here and just go references the the movie because there is a lot of like quick little cameos and stuff of like a lot of different people. There's one of the there's a Cyclops from the um, from like the Jason and the Argonauts yep. at one point you yep. see in the background there's a Hello Kitty wandering around. Yep. And these are all supposed to be supposed Tracer to Tracer from uh from uh Overwatch is in there. Uh the um, Chun Li's in there. Chun Li is. Uh Battleborn. You remember the Battleborn game? Yep. The, the game that did terrible? Yep. The mush the guy that's the mushroom is in the dance club. Yep. I'm like, that is a date so how is that a dated <laughs> reference already? Um there is so so many, 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 many references in here. Yeah. And um like the the DeLorean having the um having the Kit Knight Rider thing. In the book it also has um the the um the Ghostbusters logo on the side right. too. So there's there's a reference there. Um I know there's a few Star Wars like ships and stuff that you see everything. Uh Star Wars is because it does mention in the book that there's like whole entire sectors dedicated like if you wanted to just go be in star wars yep. or be it because they, they mentioned firefly and i'm like well there's there's your nerd reference for that um will wheaton has also pointed out in the book yeah right being, he's um, a little little meta moment <laughs> yeah there, there's a meta moment where it's pointed out say do an election and there's like of course elections for the president and stuff but then there's also the elections for like the oasis for people who right. run it and the person one of them is will wheaton <laughs> and he's referred to as like an old fossil or right something. and i'm like that is funny that's hilarious i want another thing i like too was um when they were talking about how once they kind of started becoming celebrities since they were like the initial five well didn't they have a name like the fab five the fab five it was like oh no wait it wasn't the fab five it was the I can't. I Five feel the like top, there like, was oh there was a name. There, or something. there was a name that. But the, at one point they were talking and it was like blah 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 blah. It's like, well, oh yeah. Well, did you see how they portrayed me on SNL last weekend? Like, I yeah. love that. It was like yeah. I love the fact that SNL is still going sixty years in the future or whatever, and that they're making when fun of the this, Oasis. It's isn't it like the twenty sixties? Twenty forty five. Okay, so still, still though, yeah, yeah um, still though, many 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 decades from now. Yeah, I was about to say, well, well, we could definitely still be around then and everything. Um. I, I don't know if there's any particular reference you like that was either the book or the movie that you wanted to point out. Uh, I mean, really the the um, the mech references. I really like when they're out when they're choosing them. I thought that was such a cool like just seeing those mechs being especially with it being Mecha Godzilla and the mention of the Ava unit and stuff like that. I just thought that was a cool uh, a cool touch. Like those when I remember specifically going, "Oh my god, there's an Evangelion reference in this." What? So. Um, I just liked all the, as much as I pained here and sat here and was like, I hate that it's just reference. I liked all the little references to stuff because when, when, when there was a list of them, which was basically like at points where he's just listing off stuff and I'm like, Hey, I know what that is. Like, (laughs) like, like stuff like that is something I really like. Like he, he has like an X-wing and stuff like that. And he describes like how, when his, when, when when Leopardon is flying through like all the different ships that are around him and it's from all different types of stuff. And everything, so that I, I like those references like that. And it's also something to where 
it's pointed out, and this is something that's more in the book than it is in the movie. There's science techno there's science places and then there's magic places. Yeah, and like if you go to the where they both work. Yeah, and if you go to the one without the other, it's like you better hope you can find a wizard who can get your spaceship out of there. And I'm like, that's that's yeah. kinda cool actually. Yeah. So I, I like that there's that there's a lot of like D and D stuff thrown yeah. in there because D D D is heavier in the book because the first of course the lich and everything sure. i actually really really like the lich and i wish he was in the movie just because of the whole like him like you know having a coin and everything like i i just i could visually picture that sure. so perfectly sure and it's something that would have been cool yeah it would have been boring to watch him play joust which the joust birds are in the movie at one point in the that's right yeah you can see mm-hmm. him in the background um that would have been cool but all right, so, the room for. so I have I have a question for you. I have one too, but go first. Okay, well, might, we, we might be. Well, mine is more of a, I don't know, mine's more of almost like a wish list kind of thing. But go on, go on, ask yours first. If okay, okay, if, maybe we are gonna go for the same. We are gonna go. If there was anywhere you could choose in the Oasis to go, since it can have anything and everything, where would you? Be so okay, this time? is gonna be along the lines of what I was gonna ask you. So, yeah. but that's not exactly what I was gonna ask. So if I could go anywhere. Oh my gosh, there's so many. So I love the whole, like, they present it almost as like a new genre of video games is the whole, like, playing through. Um, oh, yeah. I would freaking go to Springfield. There is a Springfield reference, yep, by I was going to say. He, does, he <laughs> says that he knows more about Springfield than he knows about his hometown. Yep. I would totally go to the Simpsons planet, and I would go through, and I would play through all of the episodes. What would the ultimate reward for that be? Okay, this is going to play into my question to you, actually. Okay. So my question to you is going to be, from doesn't have to be what was mentioned in the book, but just think across all of pop culture and what you love. If you could choose a big kind of airship, a little airship, oh. a drivable vehicle, and a mech to use, what would you have? I okay, I got to choose from all of this, right? So Picture. you so you can sit there and think about it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna start explaining my answer. So the ultimate the ultimate prize, which would be my vehicle. My yes. land vehicle of choice would be the Homer, that car he got to design. Oh, yeah. That the, would the be bubbles. my vehicle. Yeah. I think my, okay, so I think my big ship would be the Planet Express ship. My little ship would be the Epic, which was the flying time machine from Chrono Trigger. Um, the Homer, of course, would be my vehicle. And I think my mech would, even though it was in the, I mean, it was already listed, but it would probably be Eva, Eva Unit 1 from Neon Genesis. All right, so. When you said big ship, I thought big ship. Oh, I mean, so, it can be big. It doesn't have to be limited to, I mean, you can, if you want a Star Destroyer. You can that's what I was going to say. Yeah. It's going to be like, for everyone knowing my love of Star Destroyers and in-atmosphere Star Destroyers, do not think if I was playing this game, like, if I get a Star Destroyer and every time I came to a planet, like, you saw it coming down into the atmosphere every time to launch the um, the Serenity out of the bottom of it so I could go fly down. You know, I could totally see it being kind of like with Pokemon where, like, Gyarados <laughs> is, like, huge, but then they kind of shrink it down for size. So I could see it being, like, still big, but not quite that big. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I would love a Star Destroyer. Nice. I know I'd have to have an entire crew, but you know what? It would just be cool to be, like, stand on the deck of that and be yep. like, yeah. Um, the, the Serenity. I'm sorry to be that nerd, but the Serenity. Serenity's cool. I, I, I was going to say, like, the Millennium Falcon, but I'm like, no, if... Because I'm not trying to be like Star Destroyer, Millennium Falcon, X-Wing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess for... Uh, I don't know, the Planet Express ship is very tempting. It is really tempting. You know, I'm gonna go with the Planet Express ship cool. instead. Instead, so, sorry to Ellie and everyone else who loves uh, Firefly, but yeah, the Planet Express <laughs> ship. Um, as for like a car or a vehicle, that's a good question on that one. If I could have anything from any genre of, um, 
It's going to be very dumb. It's going to be a very dumb one. The um, underwater car from James Bond. Nice. <laughs> I, I have no, like, attachment to it. It would just be a weird thing yep. just to have. <laughs> of course, the obvious answer for everyone should be the DeLorean, but, I mean, he already took that in the book. Yeah. And as for a mech suit, this one's a tough one. And I think I'm going to go with Death Scythe Hell model from Mobile Suit, uh, the Mobile Suit Gundam, Gundam, Gundam Wing, Gundam Wing. There we go. Oh yeah, nice. Gundam Wing. Yes, the one that has like to where it has like a cloak, but then when the cloak comes up, it's it's actually the wings. Right. It's got the scythe with the double. Yeah, that one. Yeah. And where's yeah. the place you'd want to go? The place I would want to go, um, due to recent events, I will just say. Pokemon would be a lot of fun. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, it would. And actually, I had one more thing I was going to add to that list, which also plays into it. But yes, a Poke... Just basically imagine the wild area. Or basically imagine the Poke... Because at this point, 40 years in the future or whatever. I guess 25 at this point, which is terrifying. Um, but imagine, like, all... You know, a world where it's all the Pokemon regions that have existed in all the games to this point and all the ones that will happen in the future. Yeah. And then... You throw this, it's just a wild area where you can go and catch Pokemon. Yes. I, I would definitely be down for that. But I'm going to I'm gonna play to my, my strengths here on this one and cheat by saying I... Because I, I guess... I guess Star Wars would be technology and magic because I guess Force... I would, I would count that. Okay. I would count that as both. And as somebody who's been watching Mandalorian and loves Star Wars to death, I would definitely would love to be like in the Star Wars world. That'd be fun. Just, 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 just for that reason. But at the sure. same time, it would be cool to have a sword and a shield and like go on like D and D adventures. But oh you're, sure, but you're the character and everything. Oh sure. Oh man, this is tough. Yeah, it would, it would be Star Wars. Nice. I, I guess, I guess that. But I'd also go to the Witcher, Witcher, Witcher place, the Witcher planet. Yeah. All right. Um, one last thing. What if you could have a mount? Mount. Any sort of mount from any sort of pop culture thing. I'm, I'm thinking Star Wars stuff. I'm like, stop. You need to think of something else. Um, oh my god, this is going to be really dumb. Oh! Optimus Prime! Technically, would be a mount. I'll give it to you. <laughs> I was going to say, that'd be more along the lines of a mech, I guess. But then I guess nobody but actually I got be able inside to... of him. I wouldn't be able to be inside of him when he's in robot form. I could only use him to drive from place to place. But then that'd almost be like your vehicle. Isn't that what a mount is? No mount. I'm thinking like a like a like a legendary like a like a creature or something that you could. I mean, Fenris I guess he's Wolf. A... Okay. Fenris Wolf, from um, not I guess from the Ragnarok, but also like Fenris Wolf is in like a giant wolf from like yeah. Norse mythology. Cool. I go with Yoshi. Somehow I knew. I had a, I would have the Yoshi like in Super Mario World when he can spit fireballs, do the earthquakes, and and have the wings. But is it designed like the Yoshi from the movie? Uh, no, it will be. It will. It will not be the Yoshi from the movie. It will be a. Uh, it will absolutely be like the cartoony love, love, lovely, lovely little Yoshi that we know from the games. All right. So, um, you, the 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 the. The listener that has put up with us dogging and kind of love it. It's, I think we hate it because we love it so much. Yeah, and I was going to say, I don't hate it, but it's one of those where, like, when I listened to it, I freaking was like, this is the greatest thing ever. But then, like, you, you step back and you're like, well, it's kind of like even with his second book, uh, Armada, uh, yes. Ernest Klein's book. It's also references the book, but it doesn't work as well in that. And I'm just like... 
<laughs> and reading Armada really made me take a second look at Ready Player One. He is supposedly, as you said, and I did see it on here, he is supposedly working, working on a follow-up. And I will pre-order it, and I will read it the day it comes out, unless... Uh, well, Wheaton does it again, then I'll probably get the, it'll be the first audiobook I've listened to in years, because, uh, I don't commute, I don't have a long commute anymore, so I would totally get it just for old time's sake, but. So, um, as for you, dear listener, dear listener, we would like to know what, I guess, video game world, or what, what world in the Oasis would you want to visit? Then it's a video game, can be a movie, can be yeah, a comic exactly, book. Yeah, exactly, because there's movies, that, okay, we didn't even touch It's everything. It. We did I, oh wait, I was thinking of movies, yeah. It's like Star Wars, duh, movies. Um. Also, what ship would you want to have? What vehicle, like car vehicle or more like single person vehicle would you want to have? What mount would you want to have? And what was the other one? I did like two ships, like like a great big kind of airship yeah. and then like a little, like a smaller okay. little yeah. airship. So let us know what would be on your list. Or other things. Tell us about sort of like what sort of worlds what, would you, what, what kind of like epic weapons would you want to get? What kind of characters would you want to meet? Or, you know, epic pieces of clothing? Or what would your avatar look like? Because we did not even get into that because in the movie he has, and this was something to where I was like, ah, uh, he's wearing Han Solo's belt, but the buckle on it, Han Solo's, you know, gun holster, the buckle on it has the Thundercats logo right. on it. Yep. So that is... That 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 right there is something nerdy. So yeah. we didn't even get into that. So why don't you get into it? Let us know what you would want in any of those categories. Because the Oasis sounds fun, and yes, I think that a lot of us would lose our lives to it. Absolutely. Speaking of losing our lives to stuff, let's do a quick Pokemon update. Oh yeah. Um, I so think. By the way, this is two weeks old for anyone listening. So. By this point, we, we will have we will have we'll we will have beaten it. I mean, you and I are both. We both at this point, we've gotten all of the gym badges. Yep, and we, we are getting ready to go. We can start going towards the the finals. But I think you and I are right now working on our Pokedexes. Yes. So, um, so I guess um, Pokedexes. Where are we both at? Uh, I was think- at two hundred and like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, something like that. Caught and three hundred seen. I have. I think wasn't it like two eighty something for. 280 something for seeing one because you were like a, exactly yeah, it was 100. exactly a hundred apart yeah. I can't remember it was it was 180 and 280 something yeah. um seeing seeing for the higher one caught for the lower one um uh what what was your main team so okay my for, team for, for going okay going so this is I, yeah this is the T because I think last week we were talking about like what you know we were still kind of early ago. on or yes two weeks ago that's right <laughs> well since we recorded there just, we go. Since, since, since we were since we were last recorded it's only been a week um so the team that I've decided on is Rillaboom uh which is the grass starters final evolution um Scorchipede is that what it's called the fire bug yeah. centipede thing um Obstagoon um, um da, 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 uh, I forgot the name last week, and I'm forgetting it this week. Uh, uh, Berserker, Berserker, yeah. the the Alolan uh, Meowth, uh, or the Galarian Meowth evolution. Um, Hatterene, which is that kind of pink, that feminine pink uh, wizard-looking uh, uh, Pokemon, who's really oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, she's uh, wizard, or she's a wizard. She's very, very <laughs> psychic. She's uh, who's really cool. And then. Um, uh, why am I? Because I nickname all mine, so now I can't remember the name. But the the poison electric. Oh uh, yeah, that yes, ever toxic. Um, yeah, it's toxic. Whatever. Anyway, the one like, I think everyone's using because poison electric is a really cool typing. I need to do more with it. Um, 
I, that's, those are my six, and but there's a lot more. I caught a, a shiny. Uh, wait, 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 hold on, oh. hold it, hold it, hold oh, it. We're holding on this. Okay, okay. We're hold doing the main okay. Pokedex. We're doing our mains. Then we're going to do the the fun stuff next. Okay, sounds good. All right, um, so anyway, those six are my team. My team is six, basically. Yes. Um, I'm only going to say three because I've had I've had three solid because I've rotated the other ones slowly, and also due to circumstances that I have come into contact with, I have had to kind of reestablish my team. Uh, the main two were, of course, the Scorch Bunny's Final Evolution, which um, is a little ridiculous, like, <laughs> overpowered, I feel, at times. I don't know if you feel the same way about your starter. Yeah, I, I feel like, I yeah, mine has definitely been clutch in my team in a lot of battles. Also, since near the final part of it, you're around a lot of ice stuff, which oh, fire, yeah. ice, yeah. So you have a much easier time with that. <laughs> yes. Um, and Pikachu, but I got the, the, the Dynamax Pikachu. Right. So that, that that's what I've had on the team and has been leveling up and everything. Um, and then my third was the water one, which was originally a Gyarados I got. Right. But as I think we pointed out in the last one and over the past week, I have been in a intensive breeding program of Magikarps, which it was pointed out the Masuda method. I've forgotten this, but it was pointed out to use a foreign yep. one increases the chances of getting a shiny and... I got one uh, Friday night. You what, did what, after yeah, almost, yeah, it was after a week of a uh, week of trying. A week of and it wasn't like constantly doing, it, but it, there you're was doing a lot. lot. There, there, there was. You're a doing lot. it when we recorded last. Yes, I was doing it then. Yeah, and I, that was only two days after the game came out. Yep, I was. I had gotten to a female, a male and a female carp. So I was like, got to do this. Me- and um, meanwhile, on Friday night when we're sitting around messing around with Pokemon, I. Uh, I was like, you know what? Because it's a shield exclusive and everyone likes it a lot, I'm going to breed a, just a box full of um, Galarian Ponitas so I can send them out and share the love. And as I was hatching um, less than... Because I, I didn't even have the whole box filled yet, I hatched a shiny. And people have been trying since the game came out and have not been able to get a shiny. And here I am within within 30 Pokemon... Within 30 eggs hatching one. So, and it is a beautiful little boy. So my total shinies, because it does track your shinies is three at the moment because of the Magikarp yep. and the Gyarados. Yep. And you have... And then I sent your... Uh, I sent him over for you to have the data. Yes, and you sent me the pony to have the data, so I got three because of that. And on the reverse side, you have the two from... Because someone was so eager to evolve their Magikarp, they couldn't wait for... No, that's fine. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I wanted... Don't I was like, you're going to evolve. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good with that. So, um, my current endeavor is to get a shiny Charmander, because I luckily got one of those. I also got a foreign, um, ditto. Yeah. And I'm going to perpetuate this rumor, because I feel like doing it. Uh, I was watching a certain YouTuber, I cannot remember which one it is, it just, I was just like, how to get shiny, to ha- ha-? no, it was, it was, how to get foreign ditto quick, um. And there was a guy going over stuff, and he said that one of the things people have been doing is, of course, Wonder Trade. But, or sorry, Surprise Trade. Yes. So that's one method. I was not having any luck with that. I think somebody, while we were playing, got one while we were playing, yeah. too, through through Surprise Trade. And I was like, come on. So um, I got a ditto. I got a second ditto. Once I got the second ditto, I'm like, I'm going to try this this trick. When you do a trade link, you have to punch in a four code if you want to get a Pacific specific person which uh me and you have already experienced that is a terrible way to do it because yes. <laughs> it takes us like two or three tries Usually it's like hey here's bubba who wants to trace like no that's not zinger yes yeah, so um so that's a terrible way to do it but 
if you type in 4448, I don't know where this originated from, but that's apparently like the link code for people looking for um, dittos. And the funny thing is, I got my second one. This, I got both of them this morning as we were as I was playing. And the second one, I tried trading it. Pops up the information. It's the person's trying to trade me a ditto for my ditto. And I'm like, that's weird. So then I go through a few more, and it's majority of them are people trying to trade dittos. And yeah. I did just eventually stumble across a French one. So I did get my foreign ditto. Nice. But I'm just saying, I'm perpetuating that. I don't know where it came from originally. I just know that I was like, whatever. One of those mysteries of the internet. We'll never know. But that's the thing. If you punch in other random numbers, I don't think you're going to get someone trying to get a You know, it'd be interesting if these little these little chains were being set up, these little channels were being set up for um, uh, certain Pokemon. And you could, like, somehow search it and then all of a sudden look and it's like, yep. oh, I typed this in. Oh, you're giving your, we're trying to trade this or we're trying to trade that. Like the trade, like the trade, um, where you can trade to, to evolve. I wonder if there's certain, yeah. like, here's a Machamp one, so trade a Machamp for a Machoke for a Machoke, and then you each have Machamps. So, no Eviolites. <laughs> so it's something that I think is interesting and everything, that that, that that actually did play out that way. So that's why Everstone, I, I'm sorry. So that's why I will perpetuate that, that rumor. Now, God knows by the time this comes out, that might be different, because like I said this is the first week of December. This is coming out, and we are recording this on the week of Thanksgiving. So, um, so you, like I said, you guys will be having a different episode and everything. And I guess also, if anyone got any good Black Friday deals or Cyber Monday now, it, oh, we're yeah. already well, it that. just kind of goes on. Black Friday's been going on since like July seventeenth or something. Oh, they like they already that, have so. stuff on sale right oh, now yeah. for the for like stuff now. But anyways, if anyone gets any good deals, let us know. Um, I picked up the season two pass for the Dragon Ball Fighter Z game, so I got all those characters now. Nice. And I also picked up um the expansion to Destiny that I have been unable to really play too much of because Pokemon. And yes, I have sat there and been playing Destiny and having my Pokemon going back and forth breeding. And, um, <laughs> yeah, so so there's that. Um, but on that note, we, we, we've, been, we've been nerding out for too long. Oh, yes. It's time for us to go. Um, Eric, where can people find more from you on the internet, sir? So if you go onto the Oasis, you can find me uh, <laughs> at Eric Berg, A-R-I-C-B-E-R-G, and... Uh, also, Backlogberg, which I still have not updated in a while, but now I kind of want to start doing some stuff with Pokemon. So You, you uh, can definitely do some stuff with Pokemon on there. Yeah. Um, of course, you can find Zingness anywhere you find uh, most major podcatchers. Uh, you can find us on most major podcatchers, but if you want a, a new place, find us. Go to Is podcatchers a thing? Podcatchers, it's just kind of a general term a lot of podcasters use I've for never like heard of that for um like different aggregators like um Stitcher and stuff like that. Okay. Like there is okay. certain apps you huh. can get like Pod Addict to where it will instead of you have to have iTunes, you have to have this, it kind of filters everything oh, into cool. one thing. So a lot of people use the term podcatchers. Cool. See, Eric is someone who's a who's an amazing genius at Nintendo until it comes to how to power off the Switch because I taught him a new he way to do it. He showed me the, the new way to do it where you just hold down the home button. I was like, I've always gone to the main menu and done it. But I will point out that is only in dock mode. It's true. It is only and in I, dock and mode. I, and I have, I was actually thinking how like as my time with the Switch has gone on, I went from being almost exclusively docked to almost exclusively handheld, though I do switch back and forth. So you can find, um, uh, we, we are part of Fourth Hand Podcast Network, of course, the link is below, but it is fourthhand.com slash shows. You can find a lot of other great shows in there, so definitely go check that out. 
Uh, we'll be back next week with some more nerdy topics. So. Ooh, what could it be? It might be uh, popcorn. I'm a big popcorn nerd, except not really. We could do a popcorn. I'm, I'm going to stop because I'm going to put that out in the world. I've already dug myself into a um, into a Blade Runner episode, I guarantee, in the future. So I don't want to dig myself into a popcorn episode because um, kettle corn's the best. Just going to say that. I If you put a big – when you go to a fair or a carnival or a street festival and you just get that waft of kettle corn and you just see the big copper kettle, it's like – Okay, I will go and get the big bag and eat the whole big bag. <laughs> uh, I, I get. Oh God, we're, we're doing this. Um, I I have to look the kid at the movie theater in the eyes and go. Listen, I saw how many pumps you put of, of the butter on that. You're gonna need to do I about want five more. more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I I I want to die for this movie. Mm. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, definitely check us out next week when we have another nerdy topic. Probably not popcorn, ladies. I think we just covered it. We did. We did it. Listening to a fourth hand joint.